Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got a boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. Bonnie, it's been a very interesting week for lots of different reasons, and we will get into most of these um, here in a minute. We are now, geez, March 15th. We're halfway through the month of March, halfway through National Weather Podcast Month. Um, I'm still really jealous that you got to be on with uh, the Stormfront Freaks. It was so good. Yeah, it was. And, you know, we got a really nice letter from the guys there. So uh, thank you for sending that. We appreciate it very much. Um, Just really good people. And, Bonnie, I I know that you and I had traded some texts earlier in the week. And I know we're logistically going to have to make this happen. We're we're not logistically going to have to make it happen. It's going to happen. We have to figure out the logistics of it. But why don't you go ahead and share with the podcast world and national weather podcast month what you want to do because i am totally on board for this well i really think it would be awesome if we be squared and the stormfront freaks somehow met somewhere in the middle of all of us wherever the middle is between where everybody's located and and film a big collaborative show together just just to have you know and they can post it on theirs we'll post it on ours it'll just be i think it would be so awesome if we did that just like a crossover show in a way and i think that we should try to make that happen i know there's going to be a whole lot of like you said logistics involved trying to figure out timing and location and you know i guess everyone's going to need to have a mask on whatever blah 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 but I think that that would be super fun. I, I do too. And when you sent me that text message, I literally stared at it for a minute. And my first thought is we have to make this happen. Yeah. We just have to. So we're throwing out the challenge right now. I know the Stormfront Freaks will listen to the show. So guys uh, and gals of Stormfront Freaks, let's make it happen. I want to tape a super edition of our shows together. Um and we can rap about the weather. We can do your style. We can do our style. If we want to exactly. meet at a brewery somewhere, I will say this: because Bonnie is located in the middle of the country, um, <laughs> that means it might be super great to just meet right. Right. Here. If you want to go back to Oklahoma City, that'd be cool. <laughs> However, because I am based in Oregon, by proxy, I'm going to say I'm in Oklahoma City. So if we need to travel somewhere, um, I will do that. I will be on the first plane. Uh, and apparently it's really cheap to fly right now. So <laughs> it is. Uh, I will uh I will come I will be there. But And with, there's a lot of breweries. We have yes, there a are. whole lot so we can just, you know, we can pick from a very large selection. Right. So. And and hey, if you wanted to be so accommodating to me up here in the <laughs> Pacific Northwest, I mean, we also have a lot of breweries. I believe that we have more microbreweries per capita than anywhere else in the United States. That could be wrong. That used to be true. Um, we do also have the most strip clubs per capita, but we're not talking about that. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, we will not be doing that. That is for sure. Um, right. But if you guys wanted to come to Portland, that'd be really cool. Um, they did have the AMS broadcast conference here, gosh, almost now 10 years ago. Uh, met a lot of awesome, really awesome people and had a blast uh, being the de facto tour guide for that. So that was pretty cool. So I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Now, if Phil and everybody from Stormfront Freaks comes back and they're like, hey, how about Nashville? Or, hey, how about Tallahassee? Or, hey, how or about Colorado or uh, anything? Right? Yeah, like anywhere for sure. Yeah, we, like, we will make it work. So I, it's going to take a lot of planning. I totally get that. But definitely let's just put that in the back of our minds so that we can all start trying to come up with a plan. This is if the Stormfront freaks are on board. Oh, they will. Which be. I would hope they are. Oh, they will. So. Be. Yeah, they're going to they'll be on board. No doubt about it. We'll make them. And we can still figure out guests for the show if we want or, oh, or not. We can be just guests of each other's show, basically, right. but all on the same show. So there's a whole lot of directions we can take this. Um, definitely something to collaborate about. Uh, no, 100%. And the only thing I'm going to ask, well, I'll take that back. There are a couple of things I'm going to ask. But the one thing that must happen <laughs> is we introduce our show with saying, hi, I'm Bobby from Oregon. And you say, hi, I'm Bobby from Oklahoma. I want them to do that, too. Because I think that's hilarious. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then and then we'll roll out their exactly. intro music. Exactly. So, yeah. That, that's I think to- that'd be great. That is totally fine. We will we will make this work. Um, and we have to video live stream it too. So they already oh, do a really sure. good job on that. But uh, it, it, it's going to go down. So we got to make it happen. So uh, we're throwing out the challenge right now to the Stormfront Freaks. Um, we want a B squared and Stormfront Freaks uh, show collaboration to happen and it will happen and, uh, we'll make it work. But, uh, you know, we're just, like I said, halfway through the month, uh, all the shows have been fantastic so far. I'm going to be a guest on weather brains. I believe at the end of the month, I did my studio check with them. Uh, earlier this week was pretty awesome. So got a lot of I'm good. I'm so excited for that. That's oh, huge. It, it is. And it's going to be cool. And apparently I'm going to be on the whole show. So they'll talk oh to us God. about our show for a little bit. And then I'll just wrap with those guys uh, for the hour, however long they're on. But I uh, got some really good pointers about making sure I'm loud because, you know, they want to make sure that they can hear and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm down to do this. So um, super excited about that. But please make sure you guys are listening to those shows. Obviously, Stormfront Freaks, like we talked about, the Carolina Weather Group, uh, Weather Brains and Weather Hype. All the shows have episodes out. It's been a great month of listening. If you guys have not taken the National Weather Podcast Month Challenge, please listen to an episode of each of our shows. Um, you guys might find a really, you know, new fun podcast that you weren't aware of. And that's always a good thing. Yes, definitely. And all of those in that list are great yes, podcasts, are. especially if you're obsessed with the weather. So definitely go check all of them out. Um, subscribe to all and enjoy the listen. Right. Um, we're doing a giveaway here on B squared, your weekly weather podcast. We are giving yes. away a handheld anemometer. <laughs> if you go to our Twitter page at weather podcast, there is a picture pinned to the top of Joey and Bill from the movie Twister. Uh, Warner brothers and Twister are not involved in this giveaway. I need to make sure that right. I put that out there. Um, but you can <laughs> see what you can win. Uh, Joey is holding the handheld anemometer. So we are doing a contest where you listen to all five episodes of B Squared in the month of March. And you will tweet us when we ask for it on April 1st, a list of all of the keywords back. And then we will enter you into our drawing. And then one lucky winner will win a handheld anemometer. Now, yes. normally we would wait 
somewhere in the body of the show to give you the word. We're going to do that right now because there are a couple other topics that we want to get into and talk to. Um, and we don't want to, you know, take away from the importance of that. So today's word is actually a phrase, but we will count it as a word. And it is gust front. Yeah. Which, Bonnie, I know that we will talk about the severe weather chance coming up. But yes. gust fronts are very important. Yes, because they are. Gust fronts are changers of the atmosphere. And when you have a gust front come through, it generally kills your chances of severe weather. So we will not be wanting any gust fronts or collapsing <laughs> thunderstorms or anything like that yeah. to happen until we actually get some classic severe weather. So yes. knock on wood, which I'm hitting my desk and my wall, <laughs> that we uh, that, that actually happens for you this week because uh, that would be pretty awesome. Yes, yes. Spring's trying to kick off early. So, yeah, Wednesday and Thursday. Thursday looks to be the better day. But, yeah, so I'm pretty much counting down for those days to see what happens. Well, we can't wait. Again, the word for today is gust front. So that's the third of the five keywords. So, when, like we said, ask you on April 1st for the five keywords back. Please make sure you respond and uh, you'll be put into the drawing for the handheld anemometer. So that takes care of National Weather Podcast Month. Um, like you said, Bonnie's got some severe weather. We'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, I want to talk about the snow that I had. And yes, we had snow in the Pacific Northwest. Please mark it down. March 13th and 14th. <laughs> yes, I said That's March excellent. 13th and 14th. Not in, you know, November, December, January or February, but March because March is our new winter. Hashtag climate change. We won't get into that today. Um, so we, uh, for, you know, it's really funny. A lot of the TV guys around here over the last two weeks have kind of put out that uh, stick a fork in, you know, winter forecast graphic mm-hmm. they put up on TV. It's just the climate's going to be too warm and, you know, eh, just the sun angles too high and there's too much heating of the earth, yada, yada, yada. Which for me, there's a reason why I like to put a fork in winter. Like, I don't know, December 1st. Or November 1st when like it actually has a chance because that way if I already kill winter, I know that we're going to get lots of snow. <laughs> right. It's like you're challenging winter. Exactly. It's the reverse psychology. <laughs> it's like the what we call the NWS curse out here in Portland where the National Weather Service issues a severe st- or a winter storm warning or a winter weather advisory or whatever. And then it never happens. So, you know, when they issue that, it's not going to happen. So that's the NWS curse. However... With that said, a lot of the people put the fork in winter. Well, all of a sudden, the GFS one day is like, hey, you know, we're looking at a setup that's really, really conducive to low elevation snow in the Portland area. And so, of course, all the, you know, all the uh, weather geeks are just on board with this. We're back to hardcore model riding in early March. And it's just like, eh, temperatures going to be in the 40s. Lows are going to be right about freezing. And so then, you know, it all depended on timing. And so we're like, all right. So the GFS advertises it five, six days out. Well, all of a sudden the Euro comes on board. And at that point, it's into pure overdrive. Where everyone's like, oh my gosh, this could happen. And the almighty Euro spits out five to eight inches of snow over the northern wow. Willamette Valley. And everybody's like, oh my gosh. And then you turn on the TV forecast and it's like, eh, could be a thousand feet. Could be maybe 500 feet, maybe a dusting if you're lucky on the valley floor. And so all the weather nerds are like, uh, hold up here, hold up here. The King Euro, 
which we all love and we live and die by, is okay. saying five to eight inches, right? But yet TV is telling us maybe a dusting if we're lucky. Maybe. <laughs> and so like there's this giant spread of of things happening. Now, I will say this. Tuesday night, we had our March AMS meeting where Mark Nelson, the chief meteorologist for the Fox affiliate in town, did his winter recap. We always do that in March. Mm-hmm. And we talked about, you know, it had been a really, really crappy winter. And he goes, I know that we're looking at the forecast models. He goes, I just he goes, I just don't see it happening, you know, to a wide extent. You know, even if the euro is saying five to eight inches or one to three inches, it doesn't matter. Like just based on local knowledge and the gut feeling that we have, you know, there's no way it's going to do that. Right. And so we're just like, OK, so we just kind of waited. So we roll around, you know, Thursday afternoon. OK, models are still on board. And it's the classic setup of a low coming down the Oregon and Washington coastline, pulling cold air out of the gorge. Um, and temperatures are going to be right around freezing, maybe a couple degrees above. But it's still that, you know, Arctic dry continental air mass that, you know, you inject it into the Portland area and it's going to drop the dew points. You drop the dew points, it drops the temperature and boom, rain becomes snow and it starts to accumulate. Right. Um, you know, the great mysteries in meteorology right we know we can solve parts of the puzzle and so it's that classic setup had it been like we said in you know november december january february we'd be talking about a major snowstorm with continual bands of precip training over the same area or a deformation zone setting up over north portland and clark county or any of the things that we look at when we try and forecast snow here in oregon and southwest washington And everybody is just like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I know what the models say. I know what the models say. I I just, my gut says this and my weather brain says that. And the model says another thing. And, you know, it was one of those things where you throw everything into a bag, you shake it up and then you spit it out. Right. And you, and you go with it. Um, I did my Facebook live. Gosh, when was it? It was Friday. It was Friday afternoon. And I went out on the limb and I said, listen, I think this is an elevated, you know, snow event. I think, you know, we all see snowflakes in the air at some point on Saturday. Maybe if you're lucky and you get under a really heavy shower, it pushes the snow level all the way down to the valley floor. And you might get a quick inch if you're lucky. But I think, again, above 500 feet to 1,000 feet, that's the money zone. That's where you're going to get the one to two inches, maybe a little bit more. And. I, you know, felt confident with it. And, you know, I was in on a text giant text group with a lot of other, you know, weather nerds and we're thinking, okay, you know, here's what we're thinking and we're looking at the setup. And as we went into Friday night, you know, sun sets and you know, it's cold, the east wind hasn't come in yet. Um, the rain's a little chunky. You know, you do the windshield analysis where you go out and you look at it and like, okay, ooh, there's a splotch, there's a there's a snowflake partially melted, right? So, by the way, windshield analysis, if you're not familiar with that term, it's something that we do out here in the Northwest a lot to determine if there's rain mixed with snow or snow mixed with rain. Because a snowflake hitting your windshield when it's mixed mm-hmm. with the rain is still pretty chunky. And so it hits right. and it splatters. So we call it windshield analysis. It's a great term. Um, I wish I coined Sounds it. Sounds very official. Oh, it is. It's very official. <laughs> it's like now casting. 
<laughs> so I'm considering the now, I'm considered a now casting expert because I can look at a radar and interpret it. Anyways, um, <laughs> it's currently raining right, right now. Yes, and I didn't have to stick my head out outside. I could stay dry inside and look at my phone or the computer. Um, and so you know we had looked at this, and so we got to the point where even at eleven o'clock, I'm train text messages with some of the TV Mets around, and they're like. You know, temperatures only been like 38 degrees. You know, this might be a bust and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well, the east wind hasn't arrived yet. And I'm looking at temperatures in eastern Oregon. And I'm looking at temperatures in eastern Washington. And I can kind of get a good sense for where the Arctic boundary is. Um, some places are below freezing. Other places aren't. And so I was like, okay. So I'm at work. We close down after our charity event. And it's 37 degrees. And it's a very chunky rain. And, you know, I'm starting to see a little bit more snowflakes mixed in as I'm driving home. And I actually went out and I drove a lap around the city um, just because I wanted to see if I could find a place where it was actively snowing down low. And then, you know, I could go home and say, like, okay, well, at least I saw it last night, blah, blah, blah. And as I made the loop around the city, it got heavier and heavier. Still rain mixed with snow. And then it changed over to snow mixed with rain. And there is a difference where it's predominantly mm-hmm. more than the other. And then I finally got home and it was 36 degrees, just about 2 a.m. And it was like, OK, I mean, it's it's and I'm thinking to myself before I go to bed, it's so borderline. This is going to be one yeah. of those events that's going to be borderline. It had snowed Friday morning, but didn't stick. It was super pretty. It was all in the air and everybody was loving it. No issues travel wise. And I'm like, we're going to get hosed again. Down low, it's going to be the difference of one or two degrees and nothing. And I closed my eyes and I went to sleep. Mm-hmm. Woke up Saturday morning, opened the, the blinds, and I'm like, everything's covered in white. And I'm just like, thank you, Jesus. It finally <laughs> snowed. It happened. <laughs> it did. And at that point, I'm like, I'm wide awake. This is awesome. Okay, it looks like um, uh, there's still a lot of slush on the ground. So, okay, it accumulated. And then, you know, the sun came up and started to melt it a little bit. But, you know, easily a half inch to three quarters of an inch at my house in Beaverton. I was like, this is perfect. You know, I, thank God. Hop on Facebook and everybody's posting the snow photos and everybody's freaking out. And it was just, it was awesome. And I know being a weather geek, I put way too much stock into it. No. Just because. But... Even for it being a half-day event, and not anything that I to ever write home or remember about, except the setup and the pattern, I was completely overjoyed. No, I totally would be too, especially for this time of year, especially when it's been a lame winter, especially right. when the temperature was teetering between what it needed to be and two or three degrees too high. And like, it was just, I mean, I would have been ecstatic too, even for just a few inches. It's like, no, we got snow. Like that's awesome. Yeah. And it didn't cause, you know, any travel issues unless you're up high, you know, and even then it melted off relatively quickly, but (laughs) it was still awesome to have. And, Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I did a Facebook live video and you watched it yesterday. I was like, had this been in the proper like winter months, this would have been <laughs> epic. Like we would have been talking about like a major <laughs> snowstorm and I would have been, you know, completely overjoyed for that. But man, it was just, it was really nice to see. It was no, really I'm nice jealous. I'm jealous. That's awesome. So I and was, the video you sent me was so pretty. Oh my so gosh. So that, yeah. So I, I, I'll post it here on the weather podcast here in a little bit um, on Twitter. My uncle lives... 
about two miles away from me, and his property backs up against a golf course, and then these these giant, beautiful, tall fir trees, um, and it just looks so pretty. But speaking of Gus Front, which is our keyword, not to get back in it, I was house sitting for him a couple years ago, and we mm-hmm. had a line of dying thunderstorms move through, and we actually got a Gus Front off of that, and it was incredibly cool to watch it snow baby pine cones. <laughs> from that exact angle that he had shot that video of, but oh, it was beautiful. Um, but I'm it, so jealous of his yard with those kind of like trees and oh, stuff. It's, Bonnie, and it's, like, it's gorgeous. That is craziness. Like we don't have that kind of prettiness around here. You need to come out to Oregon, and you will be blown away. I'm I'm not kidding you. Like we're gonna go to Mount Hood, and we're gonna go down the gorge, and then we're gonna go yes. out to the beach. And you're going to be blown away. Like everywhere you go, there are trees and elevation changes. And there are very few flat things <laughs> <laughs> until you get to the beach. But even then, it's pretty like up and down. So, oh, yeah. See, we're all flat around here. Like we have like one hill. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, come visit Oregon. So, again, Stormfront Freaks, not to go back to this, come out to Oregon. I think you guys would really enjoy it. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down for anywhere. Like, sure. I mean, I'm down for here in Oklahoma City, but part of me really right. is like, no, let's pick somewhere else so that I can go somewhere. Right. I'm. I'm totally. I'm totally down. I think Nashville would be a great choice as well. Um, it's kind of like my home away from home, away from home. So, uh, anywhere we want to go. But it was great. The second part of yesterday was really cool. So I went, got up, enjoyed the snow, did the Facebook live. I went and had lunch with a good friend of mine, and we were down toward the Cascade foothills but still in the Willamette Valley and not a lot of snow down there. It just wasn't warm enough. The cold air hadn't infil- you know, hadn't basically migrated that far south. But, you know, we're looking at a lot of these random little pop-up showers. And so, you know, you have obviously a lot of abundant cold air up above. The sun's heating the earth. You're going to get these little pop-up storms. And I get a ding on my phone. Oh, there's a, you know... Uh, significant weather advisory happening, which is what the National Weather Service puts out for like individual small little cells that are going to create mm-hmm. a possible annoyance, right? So one mm-hmm. is over the town where I'm having lunch. And I literally look out the window because my friend was like, oh, it's hailing. I was like, oh. <laughs> and it's like pea-sized hail, like legit pea-sized hail. Not like, you know, garden variety, like eraser at the end of your pencil size hail, but like gen- general pea size hail. So I was like, well, I'm Like just... if you dumped out a bag of frozen peas, like that's what was going exactly. down from the Oh, sky. yeah. And it's bouncing. And there's some that are a little bit bigger than that, too. So I was like, ooh, like there's a very active updraft with this thing. <laughs> and my friend just looks at me. And she's like, really? I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm a weather nerd. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I can't help myself. Yeah, I'm sorry. So she ordered coffee. I called in the spotter report. Boom. Yeah. We made it happen. So that was really cool to see. Just, you know, again, pop-up showers, a lot of abundant cold air, snow still around in some places. But, oh. See, that sounds like Oklahoma stuff right there, where it's like winter and some severe spring weather, like, combined into one, like, small, significant time period. Yeah, that's, like, literally what happens to us. (laughs) Right. And if you don't like it, wait five minutes. It will change. Yeah, exactly. So that sounds awesome. And that's, we actually had some thunderstorms like that um, yesterday morning, actually, which was really weird. And it it was the same. It was pretty much just garden variety rumbles of thunder here and there. But then there would be one or two cells that did put down some pea-sized hail, like down in Norman and stuff like that. So it was nothing too crazy. We actually had a little bit of flooding at a couple of intersections, but nothing crazy. 
And yeah, it just kind of came out of nowhere. I love it. I mean, it's that time of year, right? The ingredients are coming together. And speaking of that, like you mentioned earlier, you guys have a like legitimate severe weather threat coming up. Yes. Yes. Like we still have decent rain chances today, tomorrow, Tuesday, um, and still thunder mixed in with all of that. And then Wednesday we have some uh, severe weather chances. And then Thursday we do also. And Thursday seems to be the better chance day. And right now it's looking like all the hazards, but of course, as we get closer, they'll be able to narrow down what's the more, you know, probable hazard that's going to come out of that. So I'm really excited for that. I just hate that it's Thursday, so many days away, but I'm excited. Right. And you guys had, you know, from, you know, Southeast Oklahoma, um, through the Ohio river Valley into Mississippi, Mm -hmm. And, you know, Tennessee, again, areas where earlier this week, you know, they had just dealt with a Nashville tornado. And these areas, again, were kind of under the gun. You know, a cold front, really vigorous cold front stretched across basically the eastern one-third of the country and popped off a couple storms here and there. A couple tornado warnings, you know, were issued. A couple storms did form and, you know, did drop tornadoes, but... You know, a lot of my friends in Nashville were sending me texts like, hey, man, what's going on? I was like, remember, it's just a watch. It just means Mm -hmm. the conditions are favorable that a tornado could form. It does not mean that there is one on the ground. It does not mean that one is imminent. It just means that the conditions are favorable. And, you know, luckily for Nashville, most of the storms that day stayed to the north, um, actually across the the Kentucky border in Nashville or the uh, Tennessee, Kentucky border. So, you know, they kind of got out of that. But. You know, people are, you know, we talk, we'll, we'll talk about this here in a minute, but people are being now kind of very aware of their surroundings and what's going on. And, you know, it's a good thing that people are paying attention to the weather again. Yeah. You know, we don't want it to be because of an event, but people are now being a little bit more, you know, wary and, you know, keeping their eyes and ears to you know, the sky and, you know, listening for information that is beneficial. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy though. You know, we are into spring. It is our chase season. You know, we choked before we started the show, you know, call mom, have her dust off the car, go change the tires, (laughs) get an oil change, you know, get ready to go. You said put some bars on the windows, which I thought was hilarious. So, you know, it's, it's that time and you know, we're, it's, it's, you know, we had an active, you know, chase season last year, first chase season last year, uh, the year before when we started the show was dead and we, you know, we talked about summer and then getting into the second chase season, hopefully that would be better. But, uh, you know, for Bonnie, it looks like this chase season could be, could be pretty good. So let's hope we get some active storms. Let's hope it's often. Of course, we never want death and destruction, but, you know, we still want the severe weather because that's what, you know, we're weather, we're weather geeks, right? Exactly. Exactly. It's it's what, it's what fuels our love for meteorology. Definitely. And I'm glad it's kicking off early, like middle of March. That's craziness. So we'll just see what the whole season holds then. No, exactly. And, you know, it's, it's, if you're not ready, I mean, if the Nashville tornado didn't signify, you know, things to be ready. As, you know, a storm chaser or as a weather geek, uh, it's time to pay attention, you know? Yeah. We're out of the winter doldrums and it's time to, it's time to go. So yeah. let's make that Yeah, and happen. these are the weeks to start preparing before yep. things get really active at the end of April into May and beginning of June. So 
you know, let's be proactive and not reactive. It works better. Right. Um, speaking of being proactive and reactive, um, I think it's important that we jump into the coronavirus talk um, on many levels because there are a lot of things happening. It's happening quickly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people have a lot of questions. So um, let's jump into this a little bit. I know that, you know, people are maybe being a little bit too reactive when it comes to things. Um, you know, I'll start here by saying uh, if you guys listen to the show at all, you know that not only do I work for Amazon, I work in a country bar. I'm a bouncer and a DJ. Uh, I showed up to work last night. And about 10 minutes after I got there, we made the decision to close. Jeez. Um, it's out of an abundance of caution. Mm-hmm. It's out of an abundance of wanting to make sure we're doing the right thing. Now, I will say this. I'm pretty upset about it because I know the steps that my owners have taken to ensure that we have a clean, healthy, immaculately kept facility. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a bar. And yes, we have a public bathroom. But we work really hard to make sure that we keep everything above, you know, what you consider basic standards, you know. But that's all you can control. Exactly. And you can't control who comes in. Exactly. And so that's the that's the issue. That's the variable that's trying to be controlled right, right, right. now. There's there's your X factor. If you're putting this in a mathematical formula, you're trying to solve for X. That's your X factor. You can't control people. And, you know, you've heard in the state of New York, they're limiting public gatherings to 500 people out here on the West Coast. Oregon and Washington have limited it to 250. But I will say this. There is very much a very, very thick gray area. Okay, Mm -hmm. obviously a sporting event is a public gathering. Okay, and we saw what the NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, MLS, PGA Tour, NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One. Uh, NCAA tournament, anything that you want to throw in there that it was a sporting event has basically been either canceled or postponed to another date. Can we talk about how fast that happened? I sure mean, it we was can. like they Absolutely. shut the Thunder game down on Wednesday, and then like within an hour, the NBA shut the season down. Yeah. And it was, I, I was just sitting there on my Twitter and I just could not believe what I was reading. I just, I, I just didn't understand how fast it all happened. Right. So Tuesday night is when this happened. Was it Tuesday? Or oh, yeah, Tuesday. It, it was, I, I don't know. I really think it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. You're right. It was Wednesday because I had my AMS meeting. So AMS meeting Wednesday, winter weather recap meeting out here in Oregon. And I'm sitting at the bar talking with my uh, president and I get it. I'm, you know, walking back and forth using the bathroom. And again, I... You know, when you've been in broadcasting for 20 years, there are certain things that always catch your eye. The term breaking news is one of those things for me. So mm-hmm. if I'm walking to the bathroom, I look up and ESPN is like breaking news. And I'm like, that's random. So I just yeah. kind of stop and look up and like, oh, we have postponed or we yeah, we have postponed the Oklahoma City Utah Jazz game. And the video they have at the time are players walking off the court. And my first my first thought was either there had been a active shooter event or something had been called in like a bomb threat. Right. Because, and that's kind of what I thought it was something like that because they weren't really talking about anybody being sick in the very beginning. So I was like, dang, something must've happened at the arena. And then slowly they started saying a Utah jazz player was sick. 
maybe he's in the state, maybe he's not. It took forever for that piece to be determined and all of this. And so then I was like, oh, this is a coronavirus scare. And then it came out, he had come back positive because at first I was like really you shut the thing down because somebody's like sneezing and coughing I was like this is when things are going to get out of hand because anytime somebody sneezes you assume it's the coronavirus but then it came out no he had actually been tested and it came back positive and I was like okay well thank god we're not just ostracizing people because they have the sniffles right so and and it's still cold and flu season and it's allergy season right so people will sneeze and people will cough and it happens. I mean, I coughed coughed earlier on the show, you know. I've uh, I've had the flu this whole entire last week. I've been off of work with the freaking right. flu. And anytime I've had to go get a prescription or more Gatorade or something, I'm like, please don't cough. Please don't cough because I do not want the side eye from everybody. Right. And, you know, the story of how they shut down the game of, you know, the Oklahoma City team doctor basically sprinting onto the floor to talk to the officials and then them putting on the headsets to talk to Secaucus. And then they ultimately, you know, made the decision to postpone the game. And then within, like you said, minutes, they canceled the season. And, you know, as somebody that has covered the Portland Trail Blazers and I've been an employee of the Portland Trail Blazers, I'm watching my you know, private communication back and forth that we're on with a team where they're sitting out the press release saying we're basically postponing the season. And you're like, and that's the part that confuses me. So it's postponed. So it could like pick back up in July or something. Exactly. That is that the, the initial, the initial thought is that the NBA season will conclude or will re will basically reinstated. They'll finish out the regular season and then move into the playoffs at a time to be determined later. So they have not canceled the season yet. Because this was supposed to be a really big game. I, I was, oh, what absolutely. I was reading. It was yes. supposed to determine like Oklahoma's seed in the tournament or whatever. It very, and it, so, yeah, absolutely. It very well could have. It was one of those games where you're right. It was either it was going to determine, you know, for the time being where you were slotted, you mm-hmm. know, one through eight. So, right. you know, and just watching that whole thing and then watching the season get canceled. And then it just was the domino effect. The NCAA tournament. Well, we're not going to play with anybody. But family and, you know, uh, essential personnel only, no fans. And and it just went straight downhill from there. But is that still the case or did they just cancel March Madness? No, March, Ma- March Madness was was ultimately canceled across the board. So they canceled. Jeez. They ended up canceling the, you know, conference tournaments. They canceled the entire tournament. And not only did they cancel the winter sports, but spring sports have been canceled as well. So golf, yeah. baseball, rowing. Um, some track and field, none of that stuff will take place. And I know what's still up in the air right now is the Olympics. Correct. And I think they're waiting to make that call until we get closer to see if anything's handled by then. Right. Um, All of this happened in like three days. Everything canceled. And all of the universities are either just canceling classes, extending spring breaks, extending spring breaks, and moving everything to online. Correct. My sister is getting an extra week of spring break. She goes to um, University of Central Oklahoma, UCO. Um, They got an extra week of spring break. And then all of their classes, she's in a master's program. All of their classes are online, and that's the thing that everyone's trying to cope with is, like, you can't do everything online. So they're really concerned on how that's going to go. She also said that they might not even hold graduation, and that is such a bummer. She is supposed to graduate with her master's degree this spring, and that is such – 
that's so heartbreaking. I told her, I was like, well, they better get hazmat suits and masks and stuff for everybody and make this happen because they can't just not, she'll still right. get her degree, obviously, oh, but course. there just would be no commitment commencement or anything. And I, I want that for her. I want to see it. I want to be there. I want to take the pictures. I want to be the like crazy sibling that's like, Oh my gosh, she's graduating. And I'm just so upset that this is up in the air right now. Right. You make a very good point about that. Um, Scott Van Pelt from ESPN tweeted this out i want to say it was it was yesterday when i saw it yesterday or friday um he said for all of these athletes and again just from the sports angle but i mean that the commencement thing is is totally right in line with this Mm -hmm. he said all of those athletes from high school and college that will not ever play again either on a college team or make it to the pros right you get your senior night you get the last chance to play in front of your home stand. You get mm-hmm. to walk out with your parents or, you know, your family members or your loved ones. And you get to be recognized by your peers and your student body and, you know, the press and anybody that has covered you or, you know, anybody that's a fan. Right. You know, we look forward to senior night It's or senior day. It's always sad. You know, last time we we're going to see them, you know you know, put the jersey on or strap the pads on and put the helmet on or the last time they're going to, you know, go up to bat or the last time they're going to swing the golf club representing their high school or college. Because all these events have been canceled, they don't get that anymore. And they didn't even know. Exactly. So the last games they actually played, they didn't even realize these are our last game right here. Right. Because it just happened overnight. So it's like they didn't even get to savor that. Yep. And so their season came in. So Scott Van Pelt said, you know what? Screw that. We're going to make tonight on the show senior night. I want you to send in your pictures. I want you to send in your videos. Tweet to us. Give us the names of the people. We want to be able to recognize them. And I'm getting chills talking about this. I kid you not, I have goosebumps. But how cool is that? That's really cool. Like, There's a lot of awesome stories like that of people trying to do what they can in this craziness that we're all going through. And, you know, just for my money, that was... You know, uh, something that somebody had the ability to do something and he did it. Mm-hmm. And that for me was so cool to see that. And I'm so glad a lot of my friends retweeted it. I did on my personal account, but it was great. I mean, let's give let's give just a little glimmer of hope just to somebody that, you know what? Yeah, you got to be on a team sport. You got to participate. And we're sorry that this is the way that had to end. Um, you know, perfect example, Sabrina Inescu from the University of Oregon. She is the big thing in basketball, not just women's, but men's. I mean, this girl dominated and kicked everybody's ass, right? Oregon was going to go into the tournament as a possible favorite to win it. She came back after her junior year last year and said, I want to take this team back to the tournament. We're going to win it. And then all of a sudden you shut it down. Yeah. You know, and then you have the University Oof. of Kansas and Duke pull their teams out of the men's tournament before they finally canceled it. And it's just like, I mean, as a sports fan and somebody that watches sports so much and is so heavily invested in the months of March and April to see all this happen. I mean, it's like your heart's been ripped out. Yeah, I know, 100 percent. And it's like. I, I 100% think it's for a good reason, Absolutely. and this is all temporary, and everything will pick back up, but it's just it's just when, how, you right. know, and it's crazy, and there's a lot of people tweeting things that are, like, kind of freaking sure. me out. I'm just going to not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm trying to stay off Twitter because there's some stuff that's really freaky, but then there's some stuff that's like, eh, it's not a big deal, so I don't even know really, like, 
what to listen to and okay. it's overwhelming well, let's, me. Let, so. let's let's <laughs> let's jump into this and look at it from let's let's look at it from both perspectives, right? Cuz I think that's the way that we need to. We can look at it from the serious angle and we can look at it from the perspective of, you know, we're fearful, right? I mean, there's no doubt about it. I'm a little nervous. You're nervous. A lot of people are. Okay? If people weren't nervous, they wouldn't be buying toilet paper to save their lives. Right? right? We wouldn't go into a store and they say we have no Clorox wipes or we have no hand sanitizer. Uh, we have no toilet paper. We have no paper towels. You know, if people weren't weren't worried, they would do this. Now, I will say this. Part of human nature is we want to react and try and react in a way that we believe in our brains is logical. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know for a fact that we probably, you know, I've talked to a lot of friends. I work at Amazon. I'm, you know, in their, in their logistics department. I see everything that people buy. Yeah. You know, and I move them off of trucks and I move them to, you know, the appropriate post offices. Okay. I've unloaded a lot of toilet paper and paper towels and hand sanitizers and Clorox wipes and all that stuff. And that stuff makes sense. But people are still buying other stuff. I mean, a friend of mine told me that her, uh, Husband, you know, went out and bought like 80 pounds of beef jerky. Yeah. Didn't buy toilet paper or didn't buy like real food, but bought 80 pounds of beef jerky. Well, and I I read a very interesting list from the Red Cross that said a a good list of stuff you need to get in case things get crazy. And one of those things is non-perishable food items. And I, I think beef jerky definitely is in that list. But yeah, non-perishable food items and and water, whatever personal care items you need and prescriptions for 30 days and stuff. And and the thing is, it's stuff like that that's kind of freaking me out. And I totally sure. get why we need to have those posts and those kind of lists. But it's like somebody on Twitter, and I don't want to say names and stuff, but he said, you know, we are about to enter into something that nobody's – that we haven't had to deal with before. Right. And nobody's grasping – the severity and the seriousness of the situation. And this isn't going to be like a couple of fun snow days and then everything goes back to normal. And so, and this is coming from somebody, not just some rando, like this is somebody who is prominent in emergency management, prominent in dealing with public chaos. So this is somebody who knows what he's talking about. And it's like, when people like that say stuff like that, it kind of like, makes you wake up and pay attention, but it also kind of freaks me out a little bit. And I think that he's right. We don't know what we're going to have to do. We've never had to do this before. Nobody. And right. I think that's part of the issue of why it's so scary is because we, we don't know how to handle this. We don't, but I will say this and you know, I don't, I don't want to come across as being very Pollyanna ish or sugarcoating it. Huh, Pollyanna. But, right. But I love that movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. You know, I haven't seen it, it really in a long is. time. Um, you know, this is obviously something that we do need to pay attention to, right? Mm-hmm. But we cannot let fear define our lives. Right. Okay. I mean, I, I, I'm i going to sound very nationalist when I say this, so please forgive me, but it makes a point. Okay. The American spirit is very much alive and well. Okay. We are a resilient people. Look at just what happened in Nashville, right? Tornado. A community has come together to rebuild and to get the process started. Okay? Look at what happened to this country after 9-11. Okay? For a year, it was the greatest 
you know, we loved everybody. We made things happen. We rallied around our friends and neighbors. We checked on people. We asked if they were okay. We donated our time. We donated our money. We helped in schools and churches and the Red Cross and other organizations. We got through it. What happened after World War I and II? Same thing. We came together as a country. We got through it. We moved forward. We made things happen. The United States is a very resilient place. And, you know, again, I'm, I'm saying that as somebody that's born here. And I am very, very proud to be who I am. But nowhere else in the world would have this happen. And we would not respond with love, charity, kindness, caring, forgiveness, and love. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to take care of ourselves we need to, you know, maintain a good, you know, personal hygiene regimen. We need to wash our hands and use hand sanitizer. And if we don't have to hug for a while, okay, I get that. I'm a hugger. I love it. But if I don't have to, okay, fine. You know, I don't mind bumping elbows or bumping yeah. fists or not shaking somebody's hand skin to skin. But I can't let this consume me because if I do, I become weak. And if I become weak, I can't help somebody. Yeah, or yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's the biggest thing. We have to take care of ourselves first, but immediately after that, we have to check on our friends, our family, our neighbors, our community. Do whatever we can. My heart has seen on Facebook this week the posts about, you know, schools closing and extended spring breaks and stuff. And everybody's worried about kids that don't necessarily maybe not have a meal, right? They have to go, they eat at school. And so that's why. You know, people are concerned about them. And I've loved seeing the posts. If you need me to donate something, if you need me to serve a meal, if you need me to drive somewhere or cook something for you, please tell me because Mm -hmm. I will. There's a lot of people doing that for college kids who had three days to get out of their dorm and, and they're international or they're from out of state or something. And they're like oh, okay, so where do I go in two or three days, you right. know? And or how do I get there? Because I know I know most kids, when they go to college, might not have a car. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, you got to, you know, obviously you're going to fly home, but um, how am I going to, you know? you know? Well, and let's talk about U-Haul, who was offering discount rates right? on trucks and free 30 days of storage and stuff like that. Like, that's the kind of stuff that needs to keep happening. Is, exactly. Is, is exactly. that so that's awesome that you all did that yeah and i mean it's and, and again it comes down to you know you can laugh at me when i say it but the american spirit this is what we are as a people right we come we come to serve we come to make the change that we need to we need to make sure that we continually do that i think we will yes this virus is very scary okay i know a, a person that passed away from it you know or had at least had it you know very recently you know, it's in the back of my mind every day. I work in a, in a, you know, in a private business, but it's a very public setting in terms of the fact that we have lots and lots of people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm constantly worried about somebody coughing or sneezing. But I also know that, you know what, I do my part to take care of myself. I want to yeah. believe that that person is doing the same. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, if I'm healthy, I'm healthy. You know, I, I have, you know, it's no, no secret around here. I have Crohn's disease. My disease is something that gives me a, you know, somewhat limited um, immune system. And I take a 
you know, pretty potent drug that kind of limits the amount of immunity that I have to things. I think about this on a daily basis. You know, I have talked to my team of doctors a couple times. I'm following what they're telling me to do. But I also know that I can't just hold myself up in a house for 14 days or 15 days or however long it is because that's not going to do me any good. I have to be out. I have to have fresh air. You know, I, if I don't talk to somebody, fine. If I'm, you know, eight feet away from somebody and I say hi and that's the closest I get, fine. But I can't let fear, you know, run my life because it, once I do that, then I become useless. And you can't do that. We have to have people that are available to help and available to help us fight. Because if we don't have that, then we're all going to suffer. We're going to end up like Italy. We're going to end up like parts of China where they shut everything down. That can't happen. Yeah. You shut down the entire United States economy, we're all screwed. Yeah. Well, and I just feel like, I. it honestly feels like that's slowly happening because sure does. Walmart has now changed their hours of operation and they're closing at like 11 and opening at like 8 in the morning or right. something like that. And Taco Bell is closing their dining rooms and they're only doing drive through and delivery. And so I just feel like it's kind of... A, a snowball effect and sure. just slowly but surely it'll be modified hours and then it'll be we're closed and then you know what I mean and so I just I, I don't know it's it's overwhelming for me and I'm just trying to not let it overwhelm me sure. you know and, and, and listen I totally understand that I totally understand that. there are times where I feel completely overwhelmed and there are times where I just have to take a step back and take a deep breath and say listen things are in place from either, you know, a local government official or regional or national where I know people are working around the clock on my behalf to make this stop. Mm-hmm. Is it going to stop overnight? Probably not. Is it going right. to continue? Yes, it's going to get probably worse before it gets better. But with that said, I know there is still a light at the end of the tunnel. And I know that it's going to be some inconveniences that I have to face you know, on at least work wise, I don't know if I'm going to be paid for the time that you know the bar I work at's closed. Yeah, that hasn't been that has not been discussed. I will say this: I'm very lucky and blessed that I can pick up some extra hours at Amazon because of all the stuff that people are ordering online. They need more people to help the supply chain keep going, and so well, you know, and that's going to be like intense if something like that sure. shuts down because oh, i was thinking about when i worked at hobby lobby and just in my little section of the warehouse alone there was hundreds of us so in the warehouse total there was a thousand if not more sure. and so i'm just thinking like what if they had to shut that down like that would cripple hobby lobby oh absolutely and if amazon had to do that or walmart or whatever grocery warehouse that supplies grocery stores had to do that like this could get this could get pretty intense and that's the stuff and the thoughts that <laughs> overwhelm sure, me sure. that I try to just <laughs> and, and, <laughs> not I, go there. and I will say this human nature always goes to the extreme, right? Right. You know, what if X or what if Z? Yeah. Well, okay. I, I get that. And I want people to be prepared. You and I preach on the show about being prepared for severe weather. I mean, we're ready. We are weather ready nation ambassadors through NOAA's and NWS's program. It's our mm-hmm. job to help spread the word about being prepared, keeping things in focus and top of mind. Right. Okay. You know, listen, three weeks ago, did we ever think that we'd be dealing with this? No. Three months ago, did we think we'd be dealing with this? No. 
No. And I'll tell you, I remember months ago, I saw this video on Twitter of yep. China going to build this thousand bed hospital in six days for the coronavirus. And I was like, oh, damn, that's crazy. And I was just like, meh, and went on about my right. business. And then here we are. It's on our doorstep, basically. Like, yeah, it's true. It is true. It is here. I mean, but, you know, again, I take some solace in fact knowing that my government is working to solve this. Mm-hmm. And people that care about the community are actively involved working on not only cures, but, you know, setting up stuff if we need to get to that point where if we need to put up a containment zone like they did in New York. I know that people have, and I truly believe this, our best interest at heart. Now, again, that might be me looking through, you know, rose-colored glasses, but I have to have that mindset. Right. Otherwise, it's a whole other level of panic. Because if I don't, I'm staying in bed all day. And at that point, it's not worth it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, I don't like hearing all the weird conspiracies and population control sure. nonsense and all of that. And I think all of that is extreme, 100%. You know, and I and I understand that, you know, we're in an election year. I get that. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, this is... Be-. And let's let that shit go for just one yeah. day, please. Just one yeah. day. Okay? I know that both sides hate each other. I get that. I'm a political junkie. I get this. However, I also know that when push comes to shove, shit gets pushed aside real quick. Okay? Mm -hmm. So let's focus on that for a little bit, and then we can go back to the partisan bickering and bullshit down the road. Yeah. Okay? Like, not everything has to be tied to politics all the time. Amen. Amen. Sometimes, you know, listen, the government's essential function is not to bitch back and forth between Republicans and Democrats. It's to serve the American people. Just want to remind some people of that. Yeah. Okay? No matter what side of the aisle you come from or hail from or cheer for. Okay? Well, and the deal is, like, this. it's not like the virus started here magically. It exactly. It started elsewhere in the world. So, you know, it's it's kind of, you know, prideful to think that we're the center of everything, you know, like, the virus has something to do with the United States and the election and the presidency and blah, blah, blah. It's like, we're not the center of everything. Right. Like things can happen outside of our country that have nothing to do with our country. Right. So guess what? I mean, you can get on a plane and you can fly around the world in less than 24 hours now. Right. Okay. All it takes is one person to do it. And I, and this is getting into a much you know broader topic about, you know, right. you know, domestic terrorism versus, you know, real terrorism or anything. The fact that we are dealing with this now, that's what our focus has to be. It can't be on the ancillary stuff. It just can't be. Right. Let's right. put all of our differences aside. Let's come together as one people and let's kick the shit out of this thing and get it done with. Yeah. So, we so can, people can get back to normal exactly, lives. Because as soon as we can do that, then we can go back to the other stuff. But let's yeah. make sure we take care of each other first, and then we can worry about that. Okay? Yeah. Che- you know, scoring a cheap political point right now does no good for anybody. In fact, it makes you actually look really stupid. Yeah. I agree. 
I agree. It's like, it, it's just leave politics out of this right yep. now. Let's just stick with science and, yep. and medical advice and let's just yep. leave the presidency and all of that out. Yep. That stuff will sort itself out when we get there. But yeah. for the time being, I'm worried about my mother who works in healthcare. I'm worried about my friends who, you know, work in, as uh, first responders. I'm worried yeah. about other people that are in contact with the general public because they have to be. Yeah. Okay. And see, and that brings up a really good point about why the quarantining after, you know, traveling. And if you feel sick to either quarantine yourself or go to the doctor because they're talking about like medical professionals who are face to face with people who have Corona or whatever other yep. sickness. Cause there's still other things going on besides this as well. And so there's a limited number of medical professionals in the country. Yep, there's a limited number of space in hospitals in the country. So if you're taking up their time and space when you don't have to, or when you put yourself in the position to get sick, because you went out to a club or you went out to a St. Patrick's Day party or whatever when you didn't need to, then that's what they're talking about is the issue. And then imagine if a lot of the medical professionals start getting sick. So then there's even less medical professionals to help treat the people who need it. So it's very much a domino snowball effect. And I, I, a lot of people on Twitter have said, don't just be thinking about you and how it is or is not going to affect you. You know, it's, it, in times like this, it really is how it's going to affect the next person. Right. And, you know, people's excuse of, oh, well, it only affects the people with immune issues and the no, elderly. It no, it doesn't. It, it, you know, you, if you don't have an immune deficiency issue and you're not elderly, you might be able to fight it better, but that doesn't mean you want to get sick. Right. Exactly. Or, or continue to pass it on. Right. Just because you're not feeling the symptoms does not mean that you have it or doesn't mean you do not have it. So if there was a um, uh, there was a post from the Washington Post that did a visual breakdown about how like this happens. And they use these little balls as examples. One person gets it touched, another person, they get it, blah, 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 and it goes down the line. Right. Right. Well, then it says, you know, once and here's the other thing that that I I really wish we would focus on, too. When somebody recovers from a virus, a cold, the flu, they're no longer contagious. So Mm -hmm. they can't continue to spread it. So once you have it and you recover from it, you can't continue to spread it. You're done. You're basically you're you're, I mean, you're basically immune from it. Right. Right. So they showed this demographic or this demonstration about how, okay, you put 100 balls in the room and you bounce them all around. And once, you know, somebody touches something, then that you consider that ball affected, right? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so that one ball then affects uh, 100 people. Well, one person starts to recover from it, cool. Well, the ball that's infected touches somebody that's been, that's recovered from it. They're immune. They don't, they don't get it anymore. So then that number will decrease. And so it's showing how the rapid intensification of cases and then the rapid detensification of, of cases happen. So it was a good visual reminder that, okay, yes, you might be sick now, but you will recover. Yeah. And once you recover. And there are lots of stories oh, yeah. of people who have. And But I think that, you know, you know, again, I, you know, I'm a member of the media for over 20 years. Um, you know, you're a member of the media for the last two years with the show. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't always tell the best stories or the right stories. 
You know, we yeah. tell the tell the story that's going to get the most clicks or the most views or, you know, the most social interaction. And it's not always the right thing to do. And I'm the first one to admit that. So yeah, it needs to be handled really responsibly. It does. Is the deal. It really yeah. does. Um, but, you know, bottom line, yes, you know, you need to be weary of your surrounding. You need to be aware of what's happening around you. But, you know, I know it's scary times, but please do not let the fear take over your life. Mm-hmm. Like still be level headed. Still and- be level headed. You can be vigilant. Please wash your hands. Use hand sanitizer. Um, you know disinfect surfaces you know they call them touch points computers Mm -hmm. keyboards for the love of god folks please wash your phone yes use and people who haven't been doing that all along anyway is crazy i wash it every time i come back from the gym especially but at least every couple of days and all i do is take a cotton ball put rubbing alcohol on it and just rub it all over my phone i'm going to tell you this right now we all use our phone in the toilet we all do yeah okay Guess what? Either you put it in your pocket or you set it up on the railing or step on top of the toilet paper holder. When you flush the toilet, it still kicks around germs. Now, last time I checked, last time I checked, which was probably about an hour and a half ago, um, we're putting waste into a toilet. Okay? (laughs) Those germs get spread when you flush a toilet. That's why they say don't keep your toothbrush close to a toilet. Okay? Because we're sending out particulate matter. Again, I'm not 100% sure how the you know coronavirus started, but I believe it was because there was some fecal bacteria involved with a pig. I don't know. I've heard it had to do with eating bats. So I really don't know if they know oh, okay, what, okay. how it started. Okay, but still, okay. It's, but still, it's gross. Yes. It doesn't matter if it's going to cause yes. the coronavirus la- last or, time I checked, or whatever. Right? And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not licking my phone. So I know I'm not licking, you know, the poop or pee splatter from, from but it's on your face but it's, but on, it's your fa- on your face it's on your face it's on your hands on your phone that's why we're saying please 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 be vigilant wash your hands use hand sanitizer clean your phone disinfect surfaces that you touch a lot like how about your remotes for your tv same thing same who thing. cleans those nobody right i nobody. do now i do now because it's like I, I did. I disinfected my whole house yesterday because I've had the flu. So I took right. Clorox wipes to all the doorknobs, the fridge handle, everything, microwave handle, all my remotes, everything. Because I was like, I've been coughing and dying all over this house for a week. I need to like get some of this germ out of here. My laptop has never been cleaner. <laughs> right. So, I, and you know, I, everybody has bleach. You can use that too. Just right. One part bleach, two parts hot water, get you a wet rag, and there you go. There you go. Dries quickly, and it kills all the stuff. Yes. So just, folks, please just be vigilant. But if you guys have any concerns, reach out to your your county or your city health official. Reach out to the CDC. These people are there for you. They might are be a good to idea help. to follow all these things yes. on Twitter and everything. It's also, great. Because they're constantly putting out tips updates whatever so definitely following them on social media is going to be good for you if you have questions about whether or not you have the virus call your doctor okay they have a checklist that you can go through to see if you have you know certain symptoms because listen allergies are different than the flu which is different than the coronavirus 
Right. So know where you are in that process. Again, I had a cold two weeks ago. I know I'm not coming down with Corona. Okay. I get that, but I'm still going to be vigilant. I still talk to my doctors. Yeah. And, they said, and that's how I was when I went in on Monday. I was like, you know, I've got this cough and fever and da da da. And I was like, I'm really trying to not go to the internet. And they were like, okay, good. Don't freak yourself out. And they just tested me for the right. flu first. And that's that's what it was. It, she, she said it came back like instant, like usually it takes like 10 minutes for it to come back. She was like, now we put it on the thing and it was like, boom, you have flu B. And I was like, oh. Okay, cool. Well, at least you know, right? <laughs> right. So just, you know. But let me tell you, the flu was also bad. And the fact that we don't, or you, anymore, we don't right. really give the flu this kind of attention. But let's, you know, the let's, flu's also killing people right, right now too. Yes. Let's save the toilet paper for the people that had the flu because they need it. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Welcome to Poop Talk. <laughs> we went from weather to health, but I just feel like it's important to address it. It, it, it and is. And I feel like if we didn't, people would be like, y'all are just living in your little world, ignoring what's going on. Right. So I want everyone to know that we're fully aware uh, and paying attention and to this, current events. Right. And this does affect the weather world. I mean, every National <laughs> Weather Service office is basically shut down. No visitors. You yeah. Know, only, only essential personnel only. And if you're sick, you stay home. You yeah. know, and so it's, you know, we, you know, people can joke about it. And you know, somebody said, listen, you know, this is the worst thing that's happened, you know, honestly, to humanity in a long time. And people are making fun of it and making memes. I'm guilty of it. Yeah. You know, we all are. But you know, that's how we're having to cope with this, right? Right. I think that's definitely a coping mechanism. At least I hope it is. And it's not a a denial type of a yes, thing because absolutely. you can't bury your head in the sand. You don't have to freak out like we've been saying, but you still need to just be aware and pay attention. Yep. And if you pee, pee, if you be aware and you do pay attention, it is going to, yeah, we're going to get through this just fine. Right. It's just like with anything else, like with weather, like you have to be aware and you have to pay attention to what's going on around you right. for your safety. And it's the same when it comes to, anything else just your own personal safety when you're driving in the car when it comes to health things like it's it's the same across the board you just have to be aware yep. and pay attention it's the same be vigilant be aware and we will you know continue to monitor and watch what happens and you know i you know i i don't talk a lot about religion on this show and that's fine that's my choice but please know that i am praying for everybody because this is scary yeah and it is, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where I'm, I, I am worried, but I'm not fearful. Right. And there is a difference. And I think that there, you need to have that sense of worry because that gives you a sense of urgency. Right. right. And that's an important thing to have in life in general. But in times like this, you do need to be aware, like we've been saying, and have that sense of urgency. So if you have to act, you, you will act, you'll have yep. that motivation. Yep. So. Guys, please just take care of yourselves. Do what you can to stay safe mm -hmm. and stay healthy, and we will get through this together. Um, yep. You know, on the show, you know, we we want to be truthful. We want to be real. You know, we have a lot of fun on it. We laugh a lot. We joke a lot. But at the end of the day, you know, we care a lot about people, and we care a lot about our family and our friends, and we want you guys to stay safe. Exactly. So... Uh, Bonnie, a great edition of the show. Um, you know, we covered a lot and if there's anything yeah. you guys have questions on again, 
reach out to people in your community. Reach out to Bonnie and I. We can, you know, take a couple minutes out of our day and help, you know, connect with somebody, you know, if for you sure. if you really need information. We're here for you guys. So um for you sure. know, follow us on on our podcast page, uh on Twitter at Weather Podcast. Um we're on Facebook as well. Um, you know, you can follow us on our personal pages. Our links to that are on our bio at Weather Podcast. So you know, reach out to us. We want to hear from you guys and you know, we appreciate the interaction you guys give us. We're, you know, we love doing the show. We love talking to you guys. We love you guys listening. So thank you. You know, that's, you know, great. <laughs> that's, that's basically what we can do and what we can say for the time being is thank you. We exactly. appreciate you guys. Yeah. So a hundred percent. Yep. Just stay strong, do what you can. And, uh, we will get through this. Yes. Well, like I said, another great edition of the show. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.